uh, one of our lead pastors, Amy DeVetta, to come and share the next session, uh, the next bit in our Easter series. Awesome. Thank you, Pete. Good morning, everyone. I was just having a sip of coffee. That was my second this morning. If anyone else is, I know, I know. But I have had a hot cross bun. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, it's absolutely our pleasure to um, have you here on Good Friday. And uh, I, I believe we're in for a very significant weekend. And this is just the start this morning. I believe God's going to move in amazing ways and lives are going to be changed. In Jesus' name. You know, we have been in an amazing series the last few weeks, if you call Elam home. But if not, we've been looking uh, at the battles that Jesus faced and won so that we could too. You know, Jesus' love was so great that he gave his life freely, gave his life on the cross for all mankind. You know, his blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sin, for our salvation. He broke the curse of sin and death for our freedom, and he rose from the grave to give us life. It's amazing, amazing to remember, and Jesus is our ultimate example. And we've been looking at the battles that he fought. He fought the battle of worship. He fought the battle of his will. Mike spoke a great message last weekend that he fought the battle of forgiveness. It's a biggie. And this morning on Good Friday, I want to look at how Jesus fought the battle of his surrender. You know, to surrender means to give up after a struggle to retain control. Well, yeah, anyone been in that place where you have been struggling and in a challenge and you have got to a point where you have given up, where you have said, actually, God, <laughs> I'm done. I give this to you. I hand over control. You know, that's not an easy place to get to for us humans. I don't know if you're like me, but, you know, there's been some times in my life I can distinctly remember uh, in 2007, I was on Eastern Beach in Auckland um, by the waterfront, and we were at that time in a struggle to have our family. We were facing infertility, and uh, I thought that I had surrendered, but actually I hadn't. I was trying to figure it out and, uh, you know, do it my way, and I distinctly remember going, God, Jesus, I surrender. You know what? If I can never have children, if it doesn't look the way that I want it to look, I surrender to you. I entrust this part of my life into your hands. And no, the miracle didn't come straight away, but God's peace did. That's what happens when we win the battle of surrender. Maybe you can relate to me. If you think at the moment, maybe you're facing something right now, or you can think in the past of maybe a challenge, a difficult time that you've been through, maybe in your family situations with, with um, maybe your children, or maybe your husband. Maybe you can think of a, a struggle that you've gone through with a difficult colleague at work. Maybe, uh, you know, a child that's walked away from God. Maybe you've struggled with sin, like we all do, with addiction, and you've struggled to retain the control. You wanted to retain control. And you know, so often it's when we get to the end of ourselves that God steps in. Have you found that? <laughs> we get to the end of ourselves. You know, it always puzzle, it does puzzle me that we call today Good Friday. Because you know what? If I was one of the disciples, I would be calling it a bad Friday. Because they didn't know what we know today. They didn't know that Resurrection Sunday was coming. And you know, we all face bad Fridays in our lives, times where God feels so distant where the struggle just seems overwhelming, where the pain just feels too much. 
Is there anyone that really understands? Well, I'm thankful for our Savior Jesus, who knows what it's like to face a bad Friday. You know, last last Sunday, Mike spoke about the battle of forgiveness, that Jesus spoke some very uh, incredible words on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. You know, his last words on the cross were also a prayer to his Father. And I believe they're incredibly uh, important for us to consider in our lives. And I want to read them out this morning. In Luke chapter 23, in the Christian Standard Version, it says, It was now about noon, and darkness came over the land until three, because the sun's light failed. The curtain of the sanctuary was split down the middle, and Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. And saying this, he breathed his last breath. The Passion Translation puts it like this. Father, I surrender my spirit into your hands. And he took his last breath and died. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we thank you for these moments that we can spend together. Lord, especially today. Lord, on Good Friday. Father, because we can look to you. Father God, because you went to the cross for us. And Lord, today we want to remember that. We want to remember that, Lord, you won the battle of surrender. You won the battle of entrustment for us, Lord, so that we could too. You gave your life freely, an act of your will. And we are so incredibly grateful for the love that you poured out on the cross, Jesus. And I just pray that, Lord, these words would impact our hearts, would bring change in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Jesus actually spoke seven words or seven statements on the cross. They are recorded in the four Gospels. I encourage you to to go and have a read of them. But you know, Jesus' last words on the cross were not just the words of a dying man. They were the words of our Savior. They were the words, words of our King and our Lord. You know, as Pete said, Jesus was dragged before the authorities. He was abused and tortured. He hung on the cross for hours. Jesus was in the hands of evil men. He was beaten, he was slapped, he was whipped, he was crowned with thorns, and he was falsely accused. And yet within, Jesus knew that soon he would be in the hands of his father. You see, Jesus, facing death, chose to entrust his spirit, entrust his entire life into the hands of his father. His life was not taken, my friends. It was surrendered. It was committed as an act of his will. You know, crucifixion is death in slow motion. Crucified men died slowly. Horrible death. And in the process to speed up this death, it is said that Roman soldiers would often break the legs of those men being crucified. But when they came to Jesus, they did not break his bones, as it was prophesied uh, in Psalm 34. Jesus' bones were not broken because at the appointed time, he said, it is finished. He entrusted his life. He had completed what he came to do. You see, Jesus didn't lose his life. Jesus gave up his life freely. He gave up his life freely just for you and just for me. And so today we remember on Good Friday that Jesus won the battle of surrender so that we could too. And I take these words as such an encouragement because you know what? Because Jesus overcame, so can we. Because he won the battle, 
so can we. And so I just got a couple of thoughts to take from his example this morning. To live a life of surrender means a couple of things to me, and I hope that they're an encouragement to you. The first thing is that we need to hand over control. We need to hand over control. Is there anyone else who's a little OTT in the control department? No, surely not. (laughs) Well, uh, I am. I am. Actually, I didn't realize how much of a control freak I was until I had kids, actually. Um, But, you know, God has been teaching me a lot about handing over control, about giving up, retaining the right to be in control. And six months ago, Mike and I were very privileged to go to Bangladesh uh, and to open our first Elam church over there. And you can't go to a country like Bangladesh and and let it not impact you. You know, to be fair, I I came back changed in a really good way. And we really felt after we came back that God was asking us to sell our house, which was a new house that we'd only recently just built. And, yeah, I I was, (laughs) I said that I surrendered and I was like, yes, honey, what a great idea. But inside, I, I think I was thinking, okay, Lord, I just hadn't got to that point, actually, of surrender, of handing over control. And I said yes, but inside I was like, okay, it's got to look a certain way. You know, um, we've got to have Sunday open homes. We have to um, maybe find a house before we actually sell ours. That would be really helpful, God. And really, I would like to live less than 10 minutes from my children's school. Like, you know, really, Carmo is where we need to live. Like, I knew better. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that a couple of months rolled around and we hadn't sold our house yet. And I was sitting in church in February in one of our mountain moving services. And I felt such a, no, I I wouldn't say it would be a gentle, um, it was a kick in the behind, actually, from the Holy Spirit. Actually, Amy, you have not handed over control of this area of your life into my hands. And I remember picking up a Connect card that we put down on everybody's seat. And we do that for a reason. Because we believe that God is going to speak to every one of us, including me. And I can remember writing my prayer, my mountain-moving prayer out, and I was very specific. And I can just remember in that moment popping it in um, the offering basket as it went by. And I just felt this, this moment of peace where I handed over control, the right to be in control. Lord, you know best. You've got this sorted. And I'm sorry it's taken me so long to figure this out. Well, this doesn't always happen, but on Monday, for us it did, we got an incredible offer on our home, more than we could have dreamed of. In fact, it was exactly the amount that Mike had uh, told me that we would get. And I was like, no one's going to pay that for our house. Well, they did. Beautiful home. I'm sure they're really happy there. <laughs> Beautiful. But you know what? It was in that moment where I just felt peace had come. And we ended up selling our home not on a Sunday, but on a Saturday. The purchaser saw it once for one hour. We didn't buy a house in Carmo. We bought a house in the other end of town because God knew better. (laughs) And I want to encourage you that maybe you're facing something today and you've been struggling to hand over control, struggling to surrender. And that is a real struggle. And I hope by me sharing that, you you can know that it's a real struggle for each and every one of us. But peace comes, my friends, when we hand over control. Do you know that now we are in our 1980s do-up house, that I love this house more 
I love it more. I was making a coffee this morning and I can see the sea. <laughs> Always a dream of our heart to have, have a water view. You see, God knows best. And I need to be reminded, and maybe a gentle reminder for some of us here today, that God knows best. He knows best. He is the one who holds everything together. Do you know he is working and moving in behind the scenes? He is. He is. This um, story, I wish I could share more, but actually our agent emailed us after we purchased our home in Ramanga Heights, and he said, Amy, you need to know that it's not just you who has been blessed by selling and buying this house. You need to know there's been at least four other families that have been blessed by your decision to be obedient, by your decision to surrender. And I was like, wow, God, you're so amazing. You know, I have struggled with needing to understand everything. Maybe you're like me too. But that's not the walk we're called to live. It's not a walk of sight. It's a walk of faith. 1 Corinthians 13, 12 has been a great reminder to me that now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But we will see everything with perfect clarity. But Paul reminds us that what we see now is partial and incomplete. You know what? God's ways are higher and his ways are greater and his thoughts are higher than ours. For higher heaven, the heavens is higher than the earth. So my ways are higher than yours. So whatever you're facing today, hand it over. On Good Friday, hand over control. Give it over to Jesus and you will experience peace. Your miracle, your breakthrough might not come straight away, but you know that your God went to the cross for you, that he overcame so that you can overcome too. Would you hand over control? And my second thought about surrender this morning is that we need to entrust our lives. Just like Jesus said on the cross, Father, into your hands, I entrust my spirit. And I believe those are really special words, actually, that I haven't quite understood before the last week, what really they meant for me. And I was at a conference last weekend listening to a speaker talk about the difference between trust and interest. And I was kind of like, okay, I hadn't really thought there was much difference, to be honest. I know that I need to trust God. I know that that's really important. I know that trust is really important in our relationships and with each other. And trust is about putting our faith and our confidence in something. But she said these words, which really hit home for me. She said, to entrust means to give over something to another. To entrust means to give over something to another for care, protection, and performance. And I realized that I have spent a lot of my adult life giving over, entrusting things, my heart, my approval, my finances maybe, my affirmation. I've given them over to other people and not God. And I was like, oh my goodness, I just felt so hit in the chest. <laughs> and he has been speaking to me about entrustment, that actually we need to entrust our very spirit, our very life, every part of who we are only to our heavenly father. Because if we entrust our life and our spirit to anybody else, do you know what will happen? We're gonna be disappointed and we're gonna get hurt. And Jesus knew this well. And she pointed out a verse um, that I have heard before 
But she read it in the Passion Translation, and it's John speaking. And while Jesus was at the Passover feast, um, his followers began to grow. Um, people saw his miraculous works. Lazarus, he just raised Lazarus from the dead. But Jesus, uh, but John says, but Jesus did not yet entrust himself to them because he knew how fickle human hearts can be. He didn't need anyone to tell him about human nature, for he fully understood what man was capable of doing. You see, if we entrust the care, protection, and performance of our lives to anyone other than God, we're going to get hurt, and we're going to get broken. And I realized that I had walked through a previous season in Tauranga, and I had done just that. I thought that if I was trusting people, I was trusting God, but I'd had it all the way wrong, wrong way round. As I entrusted my heart to people, as I entrusted for approval and identity and affirmation, I got hurt because that's what we do as humans. We don't mean to, even I do it. And I don't mean to, but it's my humanity. And I realized that I'd had a season of my life where I had entrusted my very heart, my soul, my well-being into the hands of people. And Jesus was asking me again to entrust to him alone, entrust to the Father. When they betrayed me, I got so hurt. The pain went deep. I pulled away. I withdrew. Has anyone else been there? I withdrew because that's just, I didn't know how else to cope. And I withdrew because I didn't want that to happen again. And I really feel like God has been speaking to me, teaching me, even over these four years that we've been in the north, about going to a deeper place of entrustment, a deeper place of surrender to God, to him him and he alone, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He alone, my friends, is totally trustworthy, totally dependable. And Proverbs 4 tells us we are to guard the affections of our heart. For they affect all that we are. We are to pay close attention to the welfare of our innermost being. For out of there flows the wellspring of life. Will you entrust your life, just like Jesus did, into the Father's hand? Maybe there's some of you, like me, who have walked with the Lord for many, many years. I surrendered my life as a young child, but I've realized I spent a lot of my adult life entrusting in the wrong places. Maybe there's some of you here today you know what, we're going to pray a prayer soon. Maybe some of you here today might like to, like me, pray that prayer. Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. I entrust every part of my life afresh into your hands. And do you know what happens when you do that? You are able to love like Jesus has loved. Because it doesn't matter how you're received. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It doesn't matter how hurt you get. It doesn't matter how dark the Fridays get in your life. You are able to love and you are able to forgive as Jesus has forgiven you. You know, the Bible says that we will be known as followers of Jesus by the way we love one another. Jesus didn't say we are to trust one another. Although, please hear me, trust is so important. But Jesus actually said we are to love one another. That is how we will be known as followers of Jesus. And it's only as we entrust our life only to the Father that we can truly love people like he has loved them beyond hurt, beyond betrayal. If anyone knew about that, it was Jesus. The people closest to him heard him. And yet he says to Judas, do what you came to do, friend. He still called Judas his friend, even though he was the one 
that betrayed him. I just think, God, Father, like, Jesus, you're so amazing. And I want to be like you. I want to be like you. And how do we be like him? We entrust only to him. We entrust our spirit into his hands. Do you know, the words that Jesus spoke on the cross echoes Psalm 31.5. It's David. And I encourage you to read Psalm 31. It's an, it's a, it's an amazing uh, chapter in Psalms. And David says, Into your hands I entrust my spirit. You have redeemed me, Lord God of truth. You see, David knew this truth. He knew that no one other than the Lord could be his salvation, could be his redemption, could be his safe and his hiding place, his safe refuge. He knew no one other than the Lord. So my question to you is, are you weary of being handled by the world? Have you maybe got into that place of putting your entrustment into the hands of people or things where it needs to be in the hands of the Lord? Are you tired of being hurt? Well, we can do something about it this morning. We can commit our lives afresh to our Heavenly Father. And maybe you're here today and you've never surrendered your life. Maybe you've come into church and we're so glad that you're here. And you need to know that God loves you so, so much. He poured his life and his love out on the cross. You see, he took the punishment that we deserved. We deserved. You know what? We're not good enough. We will never be good enough. All of our sins, all of our works are like filthy rags before God's sight. And that's why Jesus came. That's why he poured his blood out for our salvation. That's why his body was broken, that ours could be made whole. That's why he broke this curse of sin and death. He went to hell and he took the keys and he rose from the grave to give us life. You need to know that is the good news. That is why it's called Good Friday. Because there is the good news to come on the Sunday. Where would we be without Resurrection Sunday? It is the cornerstone of our faith. Maybe you're here today and you are just tired of trying to figure it out, trying to have control over your life. And you are weary. And you are ready to say, I surrender, God. I surrender for the first time. Or I surrender and coming back to you. Lord, I've been trying to do life my own way. And today... Is my day to hand it over. I want to invite us all to pray a prayer together because I feel like there's many of us like, like I described that need again to entrust our life into our heavenly father's hands. And one of the things we love to do here at Elam is pray together. We're a family. And so we love to just, um, you know, speak these words out loud because there is power in our words. And if you want to pray and come into a relationship with Jesus, put your hope in him, surrender your life into his hands, we're going to do that right now. And if it's the prayer of your heart, God will hear your prayer and he will save you from your sins, the Bible says. Shall we pray together? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. I hand over control. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Please forgive me. Be my Savior and my Lord. Into your hands, I entrust my spirit. I entrust 
my whole life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or as an act of your will to surrender to God, can I ask you to do something for me? There's some orange connect cards on our seat. Why don't you fill those in? Why don't you be brave and pop your name down and put, I made a decision today. Or if you've got a prayer request, you need to fill that in today. Please feel free to do that. While we conclude the end of our service, we would love to connect with you. We would love to help you in your journey of following Jesus. And we would love to help you in any way that we can help you entrust your life into the Father's hands. May you be blessed. May you be strengthened today on Good Friday, knowing that Jesus gave his all for you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, Amy. I love that thought that when we release control to our Father,